VLX number 42, Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 29. Building a home on rock. God grant you his peace. In nomine Patris Sifili et Spiritus Santi. Amen. God, our Lord, we ask the grace that all of our intentions, actions, and operations be directed purely to the service and praise of your divine majesty. In nomine Patris Sifili et Spiritus Santi. Amen. Today in Matthew 7, our Lord says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority, and not as their scribes. Thus are the words of the Holy Gospel. Two very short notes of Bene for you. Number one is I'm behind on correspondence and reading all your prayer requests. Thank you for all those. But what I did is put a sign above my altar that says, I pray for all benefactors, spiritual and material, as well as all listeners and readers, and all your family members living and dead. So please know that as I approach Christmas, and I really am going to try to catch up on correspondence and reading those. But for now, I'm giving them all through Our Lady's hands to Jesus in my prayers. And also thank you so much to all those who are donating or praying for me. I really do hold both as equally valuable right now. So anything you can do for me, I'm very thankful for that. And announcement number two, let me know if you like my idea of combining the apophatic and the cataphatic. I think most people who do the way of St. Ignatius of Loyola and St. Teresa of Avila are pretty good at it now. So I might suggest all of you watch the whole thing since the second half will also be buttressed by the information that I give you from the Greek and the word studies in the first part. Okay, but for today, let's start on the apophatic method. We'll jump into some word studies, which is the first part of Lexio for St. Bruno, careful study. Look at verse 25 today if you have your Bible open, or even if you don't, you can listen. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. But floods isn't exactly the right translation. Unfortunately, both the English Standard Version and the Dewey Rhymes Bible uses the word floods, but the word in Greek is potomoi. That is the plural for the singular potamos, which has the same root word as hippopotamus. Hippopotamus is a river horse, so potomos is the Greek for river. Latin to there, St. Jerome accurately translated potamoi as flumina, which again is also rivers in the plural. So I'm not sure why the Dewey Rhymes Bible and the English Standard Version and the other English Catholic Bibles say things like floods, but it's probably because what is implied is that rising rivers surrounding this house cause floods. And so I guess that's an okay translation. In that case, the Protestant NIV version in this verse seems the most accurate. It reads, the rain came down, the streams rose. So the rivers rose, or the streams rose, that makes a lot of sense to me if you look at the potomoi, which literally means rivers. And even though I'm not a Bible translator, I think it's important that potomoi in Greek and flumina in Latin is rivers, so we are going to use that for our meditation today. And I want to look at a different word in today's pericope. By the way, pericope is defined on Wikipedia as one coherent unit or thought suitable for public reading from a text. Sorry if I use that word sometimes, but it's still stuck in my head from seminary in our scripture studies. Okay, the other word I want to look at today in today's VLX is the word moron. So now it's a weird one to uh, have you look at, but it's super important for our theology today. The word foolish in verse 26, listen to this. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. 
Again, that's verse 26. The word foolish there is actually moro, which amazingly is the root word of the English word moron. Now, I might suggest that you write in your Bible, if there's traditionalists out there, and I'm a traditionalist myself, but if there's traditionalists who say that there's a saint who said you shouldn't do that, I'll be the first to retract this. But I think it's okay at this point to write in your Bible. I won't have time to put the Greek up on the screen for all those on the video. For those who are just doing the audio, you're just listening anyway. Uh, but the word moro, if you're going to write that above foolish, I would write it as M-O-R-O. That's how we would write that in the Latin for the Cyrillic there, M-O-R-O. Again, the word foolish there is actually moro, which is the root word of our word in English, moron. The Greek is plural today, and in the dative, I believe, andri moro. So if you write that for foolish, it's actually foolish men. Andri is spelled A-N-D-R-I, if we use the Cyrillic into the Latin. And then moro is M-O-R-O. Again, it's the root word of moron. So andri there is the Greek for men. So for example... The name Andrew is literally manly in Greek. How great for St. Andrew is literally St. Manly. The feminine for that is kind of funny, Andrea. I have a friend named Andrea and I always tease her that her name is the feminine for manly. But notice that Andri, Moro, is the plural for moron men. Because again, Moro is literally our English root word for moron. So those who don't follow Christ are the moron men. But who else is a moron? Those who follow Christ, listen to St. Paul. St. Paul writes, We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. 1 Corinthians 4.10 uh, But we will see that they are morons in a different way. Uh, the Greek here in 1 Corinthians 4 that I just read you, that's also the plural, but nominative, not dative. So the word that Paul just gave you, or rather the three words that Paul just gave you is moroi diakriston, moroi diakriston. And moros, that's the singular there, even if you look this up in an Oxford dictionary or Wikipedia, it will tell you that is the root word of our English moron. So you can Google that to make sure I'm not making this up. In any case, St. Paul is saying that the world say that the apostles live as morons for their foolishness in following Christ. Moro dia Christon. Now, later saints like St. Francis of Assisi and the holy fools of the East love to be seen as fools for Christ. In fact, the Russian Orthodox have a whole class of saints called the Eurodivi, meaning God's fools or the holy fools. Eurodivi. But again, St. Paul, we are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. 1 Corinthians 4.10. So why do I give all this to you? It's to bring to meditation. My suggestion is meditate on how everyone who is following Christ now is seen as a moron in the eyes of the world. And everyone following this pan-global secular superstition now should be seen as a fool in the eyes of the Christian. I really believe the diabolical disorientation that encompasses the world right now is worse than the time of the world wars. At least in World War I and World War II, people wanted an end to war because war is truly so horrible. Now people live for nothing, it seems, and they defend their errors to the point that maybe your secular friends and your family probably sees you as a moron for following Christ, and you probably see them as a moron for following the mainstream media. But even if that sounds too harsh, realize that Christ used that word moron today to describe how foolish it is for anyone to build a home on anything but him and his teaching. And anyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Verse 26. Okay, so remember it was only a few verses before today's teaching that Christ said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. 
So today, I'm not saying what you should do is think about how stupid everyone who's not following Christ is. I'm not saying that. A happier point of meditation, maybe I should say, is this. Are you happy being a moron for Christ, as St. Paul said? A moron in the eyes of the world. Maybe like St. Francis of Assisi. Because again, remember, St. Paul wrote, We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. Again, the words in the Greek is mora dea Christo, and literally morons for Christ. I'm okay with being known as that. How about you? But what I don't want to be is in that other house, because that house, Andre Moro, the moron man, as Christ said there, or at least the Holy Spirit said it through St. Matthew, and we know that the Aramaic that Christ literally said would have been very close to that. Notice that the home of the moron men, that's not just buffeted. It says, quote, and the rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it, end quote. Now those last five words don't really capture the Greek and the Latin. I'm going to give you the Latin because it's pretty cool. The Latin there is literally ruina magna. Think about that, the worst type of ruin, mega ruin, mega ruin for those who do not build their house on Christ. The rivers rise and it floods the house of the moron men. Timestamp. Okay, and now for the cataphatic way of St. Teresa of Avila or St. Ignatius of Loyola, I might suggest you go back and listen to the first half of today's video or podcast because the word river is important. I give the translations why it's not floods but actually river. But if you've already heard that, let's jump right into the meditation. Real simple meditation to use in your imagination today. Again, remember the way of St. Ignatius of Loyola is to set up your imagination. So what I'm going to propose you do is picture yourself in a solid house on a river with Jesus inside that house with you, and behind him is a window, and over his shoulders you see this river with the waters rising, and on the other bank, on the other side of the river, is another house, and it's being washed away by the rising river. As I said earlier, it's not just being buffeted. It says, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the ruin of it. The Latin, as I said, is ruin magna, the worst type of ruin, mega ruin, as you see over Jesus' shoulder in your house, this house get washed away by the rivers. But, now let's look at the positive. I want you to speak to Jesus in this house, this house that is indeed getting buffeted by the same winds and river that the other house did, but what's different? This one stays solid because you are with Christ and Christ is with you in this house that is built on him and on his teaching, which is the teaching of the Catholic Church through all the centuries. Again, as the old school Father Peter writes now, here's what you do with this in prayer. Quote, the soul begins to talk slowly to Christ, telling him of its love for him, its desire to serve him, its willingness to do anything for him. He adores Christ in the scene of the day's meditation. He expresses his love for him, thanks him for past gifts, petitions him for new favors in the future. So just to close up, what I'm going to suggest for the last part of today's cataphatic method, the method of St. Ignatius of Loyola and Teresa of Avila, name the areas of your life that you've not surrendered to Christ, that are still outside, still outside the home where that river is rising, that you will now bring inside to surrender to Christ. Maybe these issues are gossip. Maybe it's worry. And honestly, if you're not strong enough to bring it in, look Jesus in the eyes today and ask him to bring into this house, his house, those areas of your life that you have not surrendered to him. And please say an Our Father for me, et benedictio Dei omnipotentis, Patris et Filii, et Spiritus Santi, descendet super vos, et maniet semper. Amen.